This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. I'm speaking so fast today, Chris. Next week at this time, I will either be elated, talk about the, the road back, or, you know, on suicide watch, because there's really no in-between for me, pal. Um, it's going to be the day after the, the first round. Uh, a lot of things to discuss. Uh, I know you had the, uh, the, the, the Shane Presser. And um, look... I don't know. I guess we'll start on something negative. We'll get it out of the way, and then we'll kind of build up to all the positivity around the Giants right now. Um, look, is, is the negative that Joe Shane won't show me his board? That's one of the negatives. Yes, and he know. should show it for you know. What's just that for us? he told me because you want to see my board. And I was like, no, oh, no, I don't. You know, if you don't, that mind, is hilarious. I'll, I will check it out if you don't mind. I mean, you know, I was going. Not, I was going to say, yeah, Joe, I'll be happy to check it out. He he should show it for a couple of reasons. One. Um, we if should I agree with it. Hey, yeah, the, more importantly, <laughs> I was going to say more importantly, your, bless, your blessing on it. But yeah, um, I don't think Joe Shane's looking for my blessing. But uh, yeah, I would like to check it out. I mean, he offered it to me. You want to check it out? I was like, yeah, all right. But no, go ahead. Yeah, look, man, Kadarius Tony. I know there's going to be fans that are like, what's the big deal? But no, no, Chris, after the year he had last year, yeah. how the hell – do you not show up to impress your new boss? Like, what line of work would you not show up? Well, let's argue both sides. Okay. Well, here's the one argument. Well, you're not getting paid, so why would you would you really show up at a job you're not getting paid? And then there's the other argument, which most people are on. Yeah, that's nice, but how many times you do something at work where you're doing you take one for the team, or you're not, you know, you you you're looking to impress your new bosses. Uh, you know, I mean. And that seems to be the argument most Giant fans are on. Of course, there's always some people out there, and I understand it, and they're right. I'm not going to say they're wrong, that, you know, hey, this, this is voluntary. It doesn't have to be there. But in the real world, right, and many NFL players are saying this, from what I understand, uh, Sirius XM was destroying them the other morning. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of ex-Giants, former Giants, are not too happy with it. And there was some Giants, you know, there's some people in the building. I was there the other day. That kind of rolled their eyes and weren't happy with it. So, should he have been there, Jerry? Look, it's voluntary. I get it. But it's a new coaching staff, Jerry, right? Yeah. It's a whole new regime. You would think he'd be there. And here's the thing, too, Jerry, that I didn't realize, dude, until I was there the other day when Dable said it. You know, he doesn't have his playbook. You're not right. getting your playbook virtual. You have to be here to get your playbook. So, you would think you want to get a head start in that, especially when he's showing pictures on Instagram of him catching balls in his backyard. Um, so I, I thought he should have been there. It's voluntary. Can't destroy the guy. I get it. But um, when you see guys like Leo Williams, Kenny Galladay, right. and these veterans, uh, there's only like a handful of guys that weren't there. And a couple had legit excuses, Jerry. Like Glowinski was having, a, uh, his wife's having a, a baby, you know. Hmm. Um, you would think he'd be there, especially, A, you're not an established player in this league. You've done nothing. Far right? from it. Right. You've done nothing in this league. Right. Um, two, you kind of had a rocky rookie season, right? Yep. yep. And three, to me, the the main point, Jerry, the main thing in this whole is that you have a whole new coaching staff, right? Who's implementing a whole new system, and you would think that you would want to try to get a little bit of a head start in it. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean he can't be effective. This is, 
There's a mandatory mini camp in June. There's training camp. There's plenty of time to learn the playbook and be a dynamic receiver for this team. But Jerry, you know, I would like to have seen him there. I think most people like to see him there. The coaching staff, no matter what they say, are not happy he's not there. Okay? Right. And right. look, I was the first one to ask, Dave. Well, I got there Wednesday, Jerry. Yeah. And, and look, this isn't a fifth-round pick. It's not a fourth-round pick. It's not an undrafted free agent was pretty good for them last year. This is a number one pick. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's like, real quick, it's a guy that they're going to – he's going to be a focal point of the offense. They're going to yeah. get creative with him. Absolutely. Go ahead. So, I, you know, I get there, and uh, I, I know I, I knew he wasn't there Tuesday, you know. I said, okay, maybe we'll be here Wednesday. So I get in, I ask a few people, uh, you know, hey, uh, any signs of, you know, KT? No, he's not here. Uh, from what I understand, he's not going to be here. That's I'm sorry. From what I understand, he's not going to be here. I haven't seen him in the building. A couple mm-hmm. people told me, okay, so that doesn't mean he's definitely not there. Who knows? Maybe, it's, you know, a couple people told me, <clears throat> missed him, whatever it might be. So Dable came out and met us Wednesday, and I asked him immediately, um, is Kadarius here? And obviously, you know the answer. You know, it's voluntary. Mm-hmm. We've been in communication and, uh, and this and that, but he's not going to be here this week. So, look, Dable's not going to come out. Here's the main reason I want to tell everybody this, Jerry. And I was talking about this with other media guys Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The main reason I really asked this, I kind of knew the answer, right? But I wasn't 100% sure. But I kind of left the door. I wanted to see, Jerry, if Dable was going to use the media, us, as kind of take a shot over his bow. I was curious to see, because we don't know Dable, Jerry. We're just getting to know him. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was curious to see if Dave was going to be like, no, he's not here. Um, you know, um, hopefully he'll be here soon. Oh, everybody's got, you know, hopefully he needs to catch up. Anything where he might have taken a little shot over his bow, okay? Right. Using the media. Dave did not go that way. He did, other coaches would have. All right? Yeah. Dave did not. That's his choice. We're just getting to know Dave. So I wanted to see if he wanted to kind of use us to send a message to Tony. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He just said it's voluntary and all that. And uh, he, but he did tell us that no, he does not have the playbook. You know, yeah. um, was that a calcul- uh, calculated move by Dable? Yes. He knew the media was going to run with it. Absolutely. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. But, you know, we're getting to know Dable. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know how he's going to use Like, some coaches love to use the media to send messages, right? Yeah. Some yeah. coaches refuse to use the media, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why mainly why I asked. I wanted to see his response. And then, <clears throat> you know, Pat Leonard of the Daily News followed up my question with, well, you know, after what happened last year, you know, you want him here. And, of course, Dave will give the political answer. But they're not happy he's not here. You know that, Jerry. They're not yeah. happy he's not here. Yeah. Especially since he is going to be a major focal point. They're going to get creative with him. You would think that he'd be more excited and would show up. And I don't know what he's got going on. But, man, like, come on. Like, Make the effort, get there. Or if you're not going to be there, be very clear why you're not. Now, Shane also kind of blew it off like it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, that, that's that's calculated too, right? Like, like well, I spoke deal. to him and, you it's know. It's a big so. deal, Jerry. Yeah, they yeah. want him there, Jerry. They, yeah. they absolutely want. Look, coaches want every damn player there, Jerry. Yeah. You know that. It's just, you know, it's, it's voluntary, you know, but it's not voluntary. We, we know that, but. Some veterans, like, you know, things happen. I'm not going to be this here. I'll be here one day, not this day. That's what happens during these off-season programs. But 
I think a kid like Tony, you look at him, and like you said, Jerry, he's going to be a focal point of this offense. Yeah. They're going to use him in different ways. Yeah. Mike Kafka is going to use him in all different ways, you know? Um, So, uh, but look, is it the end of the world? No. Okay? There's plenty of time to catch up and all that, but just something, you know, and you could tell by the Twitter reaction, boy, it was vicious, you know? Yeah. And you see, you know, I think it was the Armani Tombs. A couple of guys came out this week and said, yeah, he should be there. He should be right. there. Now, Jerry, I just want to touch on one quick thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Galladay was asked yeah. about it. And he said, yeah, well, I think we all should be hearing this and that. But look, a lot of what people read from the media, that kind of ended right there. And that was the headline. Galladay says we should all be here. But he also said right after, he says, well, I understand if you're not here, you have personal things going on and all that. So, you know, it wasn't like Galladay was taking a shot at Tony or nothing like that. You know, he's there. You also got to remember this, too. A lot of these guys have workout bonuses, yeah, right? So that's one of the main reasons why they're too good. Point they're there too, okay? So yeah, because I was um, when that ended, I you know, and I heard the Galladay come, and I thought, well, here's a guy who makes a billion dollars or whatever he makes, yeah. but he's there, right? Like his, yeah. his you know, a lot of his contracts well, guaranteed, yeah. but he showed up and he made that statement, and that that's a good point to bring up that a lot of these guys do get bonuses for, yeah. for showing up. So, but Jerry, uh, you know, in, in honesty, in all honesty, I, I I do believe even if he didn't have a workout bonus. I do, I do believe a guy like Galladay was very frustrated with his year last year, very yeah. frustrated in the way he was used, yep. okay? Mm-hmm. And is excited, like he said. And I think he would – a guy like him, I think, would have been here anyway, Jerry. I think yeah. he would have been – because you know what? He's got a lot to prove, bro. No yeah. touchdowns. Wasn't a factor last year at all. Um, I, you know, he's been talking with Dable, FaceTiming, um, you know, and, and they're going to get him more involved in this offense, you know, yeah. and all that. So – I could just tell the way Kenny was answering that he would have been there anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most guys would be there anyway. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying nobody would show up. But I'm just saying it is an incentive, too, when you have a $250,000 or $500,000 workout bonus, too. Sure, you know? so. sure. <laughs> um, no, all right, so now, now to, the, to the positive stuff. Aziz Ojolari, what the hell kind of workout regimen is he on? I mean, I, he looked like a monster yeah. sitting next to Andrew Thomas, man. Like, yeah. Holy cow, dude. Yeah. 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 No, listen, you know, he's a kid that takes his craft very serious. Man. Yeah. And he looks like he's on a mission in year two, right? <laughs> he looks like a monster. Yeah, I loved look, it. Yeah. I saw him the other day, of course. And yeah, he's, <laughs> he looks like he gained some muscle mass, <laughs> put it that way. So he's, <laughs> he's ready to roll in year two. You know, he had a nice year one, man. He had a nice year one for the Giants and, I think he looks at himself, Jerry, and says, hey, I'm a double-digit guy in this league. A sack guy. I'm a double-digit sack guy. And you, wonder you know what I mean? If, you wonder and if I'm going to get double digits this year. You wonder if a kid like that, too, says, hey, guys, you know, edge rusher, yeah, we can have another one, but I got this. You know? Like, not that, they, well, not that they're going to sure listen. But... thinking that. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's – Jerry, I don't think there's a doubt in, my, in your mind and doubt in my mind that he, yeah. that's what he's thinking going into year two. Like, yeah, all right, we might be adding a Thibodeau or might be adding a Jermaine Johnson, you know, something like that in the draft. Yeah. But hey, I got this one side. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll like I'm not, I'm not one A guys. I'm one. I'm yeah. one. I mean, Jerry, what do you wind up last year? Eight? What eight and a half? Eight, eight and a half. I eight believe. and a half. Yeah. Pretty good rookie year, dude. Yeah. So what's good. his goals? He might not admit it to us, but you know his goals are what? Jerry, double digits. That's yeah. his goals. Yeah. And he's working hard for it, bro. You know. Yep. So and he was, you know, he was the Andrew Thomas. Most everybody was there the other day, man. You know. So it was good to see. Um. What, what was the feel like, Chris? What was the feel like being there? I mean, personally, but also around the team. Like, did you get a sense of that at all? Yeah, I, I got a sense of excitement, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's what happens when a new staff comes in. Mm. Dable's a very – the word used the most, 
necessary to describe this new coaching staff and it feeling around a building is relaxed. Mm. A lot of plays used that word, relaxed. <laughs> now, that could also be a scary word. It's scary to me a little bit. Yeah. And trust me, I've had some people come up to me and go, oh, you know, that's good. But, you know, that could also be not good in this league, you know. Right. But right. that time will tell with that. But, you know, Dable's the type of guy that's going to – look, he's going to go out there, and I heard this about him as a coordinator too, that he's very player-friendly guy. Mm-hmm. He believes in FaceTiming all hours of the day. Hey, good. let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Right. Okay. And I also heard that he could kick some butt when he has to. Now, time good. will tell about that as I watch him more and more. And as we hear things, you know, and if I, especially when I see him doing practices, you know, if there's mistakes on the field, I'm curious to see how he responds. Joe Judge, as we all, as we all know, he responded with numerous f bombs, right? And cal and calisthenics, <laughs> right? And I don't expect to see f bombs and calisthenics at the table, right? But each coach has their own style, okay? So, it'd be curious to see with Dable. But you watched him the other day at practice. You know, he's very. You know, um, up with the players, high-fiving them, encouraging them, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that seems to be his style, Jerry. And, I, and from what I understand, he also has a style that he knows that he kick in the butt, too, when he has to. You know? yeah. And you need that in this league, Jerry. You, you know. Yeah, this is the NFL, bro. Yeah. You know, this is the NFL. Because uh, when, I, when I hear about the lax or the relaxed comment, you know, the first thing is I, you go back to, like, Pat Shermer. You go back to Jim Fossil. And it works for a while. Like, you bring in the the calm guy after the lunatic. You bring them in, and then it's okay. Um, this will work for a few years, and then they get two lax, and then it's almost like you do a one eighty. Well, we got to bring in a disciplinarian now. So that's what you worry about. You, you got to have that balance. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you hear that, a lot of plays saying relax. Uh, you you kind of like like you said here. You get a little why. Yeah, relax, know? guys. What are we doing? Well, we'll Come on. see. Yeah, but we'll, look, it's way too early to know yeah. how Judge. Oh, Joe, listen to me. How Dable's going to coach. Um, what what his style is going to be now that he's a head coach. It's different than being a coordinator, bro. Yeah. You know, uh, I am sure, Jerry, not everything's going to be like your boy Aaron Boone where, uh, you oh. know, Joey Gallo could go one for 75 with 74 strikeouts. And if you listen to Boone, you think the guy is hitting enough launch, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the NFL. You can't be, you know, you got to kick some butt in this league, you know. And I'm sure Dable, when the time comes, will. I love that you bring up Boone. Oh, Jerry, I mean, every time you listen to him, you, you, think, oh, that, I, you think everybody's, everything's great. You know what I mean? Every, like, you, you, know, you know, oh, well, Joey, you know, Joey Gallo struck out 56 straight times. But his spin rate, the way he swings the bat on the last ground ball he hit was 100 miles an hour. I mean, come on, you know. So the point being, baseball, you could get away with that crap, okay? Baseball, you get away with that crap. At football, you don't, you know. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say out of the other sports, I'm a much bigger fan of Gerard Gallant right now than, than Aaron Boone. Um, anyway. Because Gerard Gallant gets on your butt. Yeah, you know? right. You know, so, um, and he yeah, says so things we'll... to the press in the right way. Anyway. Yeah, uh, um, you know, so, hey, Jerry, just oh, I want to point out a few things. Yeah, go ahead. You could tell immediately. <laughs> I'm laughing, of course. Saquon Barkley is going to be involved in a passing game this year. Chris, if you talk about the wheel route and it doesn't happen, I, I don't know if we can do this me, anymore. Shoot me. I understand. I totally well, I get we it. We end the podcast forever. I totally get it. I, I, I'm not <laughs> going to mention it. I just had a kick out of it because it happened the other day in practice. And he ran over the wheel out of the slot. It was it was sort of like out of the slot, actually. It wasn't even real. It was like okay. out of the slot. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, and he ran that, you know, he did that little wheel out of the slot, sort of like that little. And um, 
But you saw two things. I want everybody, I think you're going to see this a lot in this offense. A lot of movement. Hmm. I saw a lot of movement the other day, a lot of pre-snap movement. I can't wait. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of Barkley being involved in the pass game. Um, so, um, Other than that, not much to tell. Chris, uh, two things that seem kind of common sense that should have been here before, no? Like, it's, yeah. it's not like reinventing the wheel here, right? It's good to hear. Yeah. But wow, yeah. pre-snap movement, what a concept. Oh, getting you're getting Saquon Barkley involved in the passing game? Yeah. Chris said four years ago he may have the best hands on the team. Yeah, well, you know, anyway. uh, Barkley was in motion a lot, you know, yeah. so they're, and they're just installing the playbook now, but ex- expect to see a lot of movement in this offense. As a matter of fact, Galdi even said it too the other day, you know, um, and, and, and I got to be honest with you, you know, you could tell that Dable and Galdi have been, and Kafka have been talking Jerry with Galdi because I actually asked Kenny, I said, is this offense suited for you? Is it, are they building this offense basically towards you? And his eyes lit up, dude. I got, you know, he was like, yeah, I like, he answered me, he goes, yeah, I, I like some of the stuff, some of the plays they put in for me, you know. You mean so, when they actually throw him the ball, right, right? Yeah, when they might actually throw him the ball in the red zone, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. Um, yeah, look, I think you're going to go from an offense, Jerry. You, don't forget, you got Mike Kafka who learned on the Andy Reid. Right. Who has motion up the butt. Yep. Coming, you know, we're all used to Jason Garrett the last few years, where I think they're like 31st in pre-snap motion or something like that. Um, and now you're going to go from that to a guy like Kafka who's going to have guys move, especially guys like Tony, you know, uh, moving pre-snap and all that. So it, it will be a different offense, Jerry, uh, this fall. You're going to see a lot of different things. You you could just, Jerry, you could just see it already. And it was just it was just some seven-on-seven seven plays, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you could yeah. see already what they're thinking, you know. Um, and that was part, to go back a little bit, that was part of the aggravation with Tony because you just figure, like, if you're, Say Chris Bizignano is, is Kadarius Tony. Right. You realize that you, it's a new regime. You're, you're going to be part of this. You should be excited. Like, I, I would be yeah. almost waiting outside the door for them to get there. Like, I can't wait to, yeah. to get in here. So, anyway, but that's, that's yeah, because, you know, Jerry, because when you're talking about all this, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking about. So, yeah, I mean, I, when you, and you hear the way that Galladay was talking the other day, Jerry. You know, right. you could tell that he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get the damn ball this year. You know what I mean? They got plays yeah. for me. You know what I mean? So, you could, you could sense the excitement in his voice, dude. Yeah. You know? And, and um, Saquon seems to be on a mission, at least yeah, from the podium. Saquon's um, got a big year, dude. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I'm telling you now. Dude. That was going to be my question. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to have a good year, Jerry. I'm telling you. Uh, won't be a giant, probably. It's probably his last year as a giant. I don't think he's getting no second contract. But doesn't mean he can't go out with a bang, dude. You know? So he's on yeah. a mission, Jerry. Uh, he let it known the other day to us. You know, he's he hasn't liked a lot of stuff written about him. And. Listen, professional athletes don't like negativity, Jerry. Yeah. And it, but it comes with the territory, you know. Right. Right. And he hasn't he hasn't liked a lot of the stuff that's been written about him. But and he even said it. He goes, you know, I'm sick of the bull, BS. He said, you know. Yeah. The other day, I'm sick of it. Um, I'm gonna go out there like an animal this year, and I think he will, Jerry. I think he stays healthy. You know, I think he will, especially if they add like a real road grade or up front for him, like this Neil or Icky, you know. So you brought it up. I have to ask. Yeah. Charles Cross. Yeah. What is your sense? Is there is there is this a smoke screen or do you think no, they, they think he's a top ten talent, dude? What do you think of that? I'm asking your opinion. Oh, do I think he's a top ten draft pick? Well, talent? I mean, like we've talked this okay. If look. they lose if they don't get the first two, I think you could go with him at seven. I wouldn't have a problem with it. At seven. All right. Yeah. So my I guess my question is look, not that Syvertson and Saratella are <laughs> 
you know, they don't yeah. know everything, but their opinions are, they, they put a lot of oh, work into good. this. They're good. Right, yeah. they're very yeah. good. Yeah. And, and they have him behind those two guys. Now, I guess my question is if- Who'll cross, I have to, who'll cross behind those two? Yeah, well, yeah. they should. Right. I have them too behind those two, yeah. Right, but to the Giants, I guess that's my question. Listen to me. The Giants think very, very highly of Charles Cross. Okay. Now, if you think, if you're asking me if they think highly in front of Equano and Neil, I would say one, I'm not 100 percent of that. Two, I don't think so. No, I, I just hope not. Like, I guess if I either one, if either one of them are there, is there a possibility they take Cross ahead of one of yeah, those guys? Sure, sure, it's a possibility. I don't think they will, Jerry. Yeah, but it's a possibility because they think very highly of Charles Cross. That I know for a fact. You know, so, um, but I don't know if they think highly. I think they think highly of him saying, "Hey, he's a justifiable seventh pick in the draft after Equan O'Neal." You get okay. what I'm saying? Fine. Okay. That's I hope the feeling I get, Jerry, okay. I can tell you this for a fact. They think yeah. very highly of Charles Cross. Okay. Yeah. Very highly of him. Now I don't know if they think highly of him enough. To skip, you know, to jump a Neil or a Quano, I just think they think highly enough of him. Okay. If those two tackles are gone, right? Yeah. Where he could go at number seven. You get what and I'm I, saying? Yeah, I'm asking Chris, everybody, everybody, as a not a setup here. I'm literally asking for my own opinion here. For for yeah, I'm asking yeah. for my own well-being right. because if they have crossed, if those one of those two guys is there, and they take cross ahead of him. All of a sudden, the negativity comes in. Why? And, and Why? If they take Cross ahead of Neil and Icky? I don't agree with it. You don't agree with it. But you can't get negative right away because you, you got to see how this plays out, too. But they, but there will be. That's all I'm saying. Oh, just oh, no, you're right. no, no, Jerry, you're right. No, I, I'm sorry, Jerry. I thought that was you, I thought that was you going to be negative. Um, look, I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't like it if they go that route. I think the other two are much better than Cross. Yeah. But... If they feel, it, it, try to follow what I'm trying to say, Jerry. Yeah. And I don't want to be negative here. And I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be positive here. If they feel, Jerry, right, that Cross is better, say, argument's sake, than Icky, and they go with Cross, you got to let it play out, dude. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I remember when Tristan Wirfs, a couple years ago, Jerry, not people yeah, had true. him. That's true. I, you know, not, not, not everybody had him. And he was the best tackle in the draft. It turns out he tur- he's turning out to be the best tackle out of those four big guys, right? Right. That came out. By far, Tristan Wirtz is the best one right now, right? Yeah. Um, and not many people had him as a best tackle coming out that year. A lot of people had him at two, three, two. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah. So I don't want to be negative. And I get it. People will be. People are like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You really have this guy right? Until it plays out, Jerry. It has to play out. If they go that way, Jerry... Which I don't think they will do, but look, I'm, I don't know they're bored, you know. Yeah, right. As Shane pointed out to me the other day, <laughs> so, so you right. know, um, as Neil, look, Jerry, if they went with a cross and one of the guys was there, that means they think cross is a better tackle, and obviously, and then you have to let it play out. I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and destroy them over that, dude. No, yeah. I'm not, dude. If they went, I gotta be honest with you, Jerry. If they went with a penning over a Neil, oh, then I'll be like, "Whoa, man, this is scary." But gotta let it play out, you know. But, whew, you know, Chris, if Jerry, we don't know these talent. You know, we don't know how Joe Shane judges talent yet. I was just gonna say, if Gettleman was here, we'd be, we'd be taking Jordan because Davis. Because Gettleman and had Pepping. a proven 
track right. record of being a tomato. Right, but we would we would be taking Jordan Davis and and Penning as at five and seven. No, oh. talk, no, no talk of trading down. That would be yeah. It. So, yeah. That we know, you know, yeah. and, and, and and look. And speaking of the big four that came out three years ago, to Dave's credit, Andrew Thomas looks like a second contract guy. Yes, he does. He does. All right, mm-hmm. but he, you know, of course, Dave did nine thousand other blunders. All right, <laughs> we right, all know right, that. Right, right. right. So look, Jerry, T- Joe Shane, Brian Dable. Shane and his staff, Jerry, this is what they're doing up to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Shane and his personnel staff are comparing notes with Dable and his guys. Okay. And we have to, you know, we'll see how this plays out. Me, you, most of the whole NFL world has Iquano and Neil. Jerry, I have confidence they have Iquano and Neil rated ahead of Cross, too. Okay. But they also think very highly of Charles Cross, Jerry. Okay. Where a lot of people look at him and say, He's not even a seventh pick in a draft type guy, right? Right, right. Where Joe Shane and his staff might be like, no, he is a seventh pick in a type guy. And then you let, then you have to let it play out. Let's yeah. put it this way, Jerry. If the, uh, would you, if those two guys are gone, Equan O'Neal and Cross goes at seven, are you going to be disappointed? No, 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 I'm not, I, no. Then I wouldn't. I, yeah, if I those two guys were gone, then I get it. And because so, the five picks can be very exciting, no matter what you do, because that mm-hmm. means other guys have dropped that we want. And then you take Cross at seven. I understand that. Mm-hmm. It's if Cross and either Neil or Icky are there and you go Cross, it's, uh, all right, well, we'll see how this plays out. It's right. just the, it, right. the, the balloons let out a bit, that's all. Yeah, because, you know, everybody has just, the two big boys rated higher than Cross. No, right. I get it, Jerry. Absolutely. Everybody's ass going to be let out a little bit, uh, you know. Um, but then you got to let it play out, bud. You know, then yeah. you got to let it play out just because he's the third tackle. If he's the third tackle in the draft and the Giants go with him, that doesn't mean he can't turn into a Tristan Wirfs, bro. Yeah, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Yep. I'm not saying he's going to turn into a Tristan. I'm just saying that doesn't mean he can't turn into a Tristan Wirfs. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have to see how this plays out. But uh, everybody right now has confidence in Shane until he proves not to have confidence in him. Right. Yes. Now, how serious is the cornerback talk at either five or seven? Well, I look, Jerry. Shane says it's still. A way that Bradbury could be on his roster. I don't see it. Yeah. Shane had to say that because just yeah. a kick. Um, but look, let's see how the first four picks play out. Um, the Giants could most, you know, they're going to be looking at a corner, right? Yes. Um, but Jerry at five is, let's see who they get at five, okay? Right. And then at seven, we'll see how it plays out, tackle or corner, right? Yep. We'll see how, to, we'll see how this draft plays out, bro. But, Jerry, you know, they could get a pretty good corner in that 36 pick, too, bro. Yeah, that's a good point. I looked at some of these corners. I've been looking at these corners <clears throat> and his sauce and his stingly. I get it. Mm-hmm. Those two are the best in this draft. I get it. But I'll tell you what, Jerry, these guys, three, four, five, and even six, I've been watching them. <clears throat> if they don't go, you know, if Bradbury's gone, they go with a, say, an edge and a tackle, five and seven. You could get a starting kid at 36. And I think yeah. Dave Cyrus in agreement on that, if I remember right. Yes, he did. You could get a starting kid at 36, dude. Yeah. Um, it could happen. There's some talent at this corner position. You know, Everybody has a few flaws here and there. And all. Don't get me wrong. But we'll see how it plays out. We're going to see how the first four guys play out, dude. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it's, what, six days away. It's going to be so interesting to see how the first four play out. And then what we do... Who we take, if we trade down, what we get for it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Jerry, just one quick thing. Um, 
you know, a lot of people ask about the seventh pick. I think they'll trade down. They get trade down, hmm. and there's a possibility they're going to trade down. But the impression I get, this is why I always talk, we always talk this time of year. I like when I go to the pre-draft presser. I like to get a feel. Sometimes, sometimes you get a feel. Sure. You know. And I here's the feeling I got from Joe Shane the other day that they're going to have to get blown away, pretty much blown away to move down. Really? Okay. Not saying it can't happen. The impression I get from Joe Shane is that he wants to use those five and seven, Jerry, because he wants to impact kids. He feels obviously they could draft two impact starters and build that foundation at five and seven. Maybe he listens. Maybe he listens to the podcast, Chris. We've been talking about impact players for years now. So yeah, that's the impression I get from Shane. That's going to have to take a pretty, pretty damn good package, Jerry, for him to move down. Yeah, I, it has. It would have to include, you know, multiple. You'd have to be a first this year. I would imagine a second and a first next year. I would think that that would be my ask if I'm going to move down, and especially if you're in love with guys at seven. Because if you're going to move down to 12, 13, and, and then you start getting to the, you know, you, you don't have your top 10, obviously. You're going to need a second. You're going to need a one next year. The oh, yeah. ask, I think, is going to be big. That's what's exciting, too, because if they trade down, I think they're going to get a haul. Oh, they're, gonna, they're getting a 2023 20, one, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, you're getting a 2023 20, one if you're going to trade down from seven. Yeah. You better damn, better damn get a 2023 20, one, you know? Yeah. Um, but, Jerry, I, 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 I think they – their top 10 on the board are pretty much set. Shane kind of admitted it. They're pretty much set who they have in the top 10. Of course, that could change, you know? Yeah. And I think they look at it. I think Shane's looking at it, Jerry, like, we're going to get two real impact kids here. And I'd rather go that way and build his foundation than trade down. I'm not saying he's not. Obviously, if somebody comes along, Jerry, and puts an unbelievable package together, guess what? You're going to move down, right? Especially yeah. if you get right if you get that tackle at five, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, hey, all right, we'll move, you know. But I kind of got the feeling that Shane wants to stay put and use those two picks on two kids that are going to step in here and help this program right off the bat, bro. Chris, I just love that it will be tackle and either edge rusher corner. I don't think there's any way else around any other spot at seven. If they're going to pick at seven, they're going to get a tackle at five and they're going to get whoever they have higher, corner or edge rusher. Right, and exactly, right. we talked about it, dude. There's five edge rushers you could take in the first top 10 pick and be – Top 10 picks would be pretty happy with him. Yeah, I mean, Shane seems to be focused on that offensive line, Jerry. You know, he talked about it again the other day. You Thank know? God. He seems to be like, so otherwise, don't expect to hear any Derek Browns. Seventh pick in the draft, Giants, check that in, Derek Brown. Uh, don't expect to hear anything outlandish like that, dude. Um, he's focused Top. on that. Yeah, he's focused on that offensive line. He's focused on that corner and edge, it seems like. Yeah. I was going to say, number five, Kyle Hamilton. Number seven, Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Yeah. We yeah, still need a tackle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Imagine. So, oh, wow. Um, Jerry Reese would make those two picks, by the way. Ah, yeah. Jerry Reese would go skill. He would go, it would be Kyle Hamilton and Stingley. There would be his yeah. two picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, Jerry, look, judging by what these guys have been saying, judging the way they've been reacting to questions, and um, I don't think you're going to see any, you know. I, I no surprises. They're focused on that offensive line, Jerry. A couple are going to get drafted in this. And this next week, they're going to yeah. be, you know, you're going to see another, you know, you're going to see a couple of offensive linemen drafted. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you got a guy here, Shane, that recognizes, like, what the F is going on around here? We need an offensive line for this kid, Daniel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Excellent. All right, dude. 
<clears throat> we're already a half hour in. Before we get to questions, is there anything else you want to discuss uh, regarding the pressers or anything else? Well, is there anything else you want to discuss that might be on your mind? I mean, I was there. I can't think of uh, anything else, any else that popped in your head. Pops Not your head really. I mean, I wanted to get. I, I heard this get... or I heard that. What the hell, you know? No, nah, I mean, the, the one that not irked me, but, you know, it, it, Tony, uh, Cross, and then I wanted to understand the feel because, look, we always talk about it. It's invaluable that, that you know, you have a press pass, that you can be there and, and get a sense of kind of what's going on, and you're able to ask these guys direct questions, you know, and even if they joke with you, right? It's, that's invaluable, right? So I don't know of anything else. I mean, I, I saw the photo of Shane grabbing Sterling Shepard. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask you like that. Like, that's that's – I love that. Like, I love that a guy like Sterling Shepard, who we like and always root for and hope he comes yes. back. Yes. You know, he's someone that was drafted two GMs ago, but the organization <laughs> thinks it. highly. Yeah. Right. He's like the, the veteran on this team, right? And, Absolutely. and he's thought of so highly in the organization, and Shane is kind of smart enough to see that. You know what I mean? Even if it was just a simple joking around with him at practice, but, you know, seeing yeah. Sterling Shepard smiling, um, yeah. I, I just, I like that what that kind of represents, Chris. Jerry, I'm glad you brought that up because something just popped in my head now with Joe Shane. Yeah. So Saquon, you know, at Shane's presser, he talked about he's open to listening to any trade, right? And, and right away that was taken like, you know, I think somebody asked him about Barkley and he was like, oh, listen, I'm open to anything, you know? Yeah. And right away that was, you know, kind of like, oh, oh, he's looking to move Barkley. Remember, Jerry, a couple yep. months ago? Yeah. So Barkley talked about it um, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday at Shane and Dable called him and she says hey Saquon just to let you know you're on the Giants we're not looking to move you so what I got from that Jerry is that listen there is some mistrust with the players and Dave Gettleman yeah it's a fact a lot of people didn't trust Dave Gettleman especially it started well when the JPPs I'm going back now you know when he released yeah, a lot of quality veterans and then obviously yeah. the Odell we didn't pay him to trade him. Right. I mean, that was, you know, Gettleman paid Odell and then actively moved him. It wasn't right. like he was getting calls. Oh, I can't pass this up. You know what I mean? He wanted to move him. Right. So in the building, you know, you got to like, clean up the mess a little bit. I'm not going to bash Dave Gettleman. He's gone. Okay. Right. I'm just right. telling you. Yeah. feeling in the building a little bit. I'm not yeah. here to bash Dave. He was the last guy. You have to make the comparison. This but what you it have is, to Dave. make the comparison because Dave was here right. four months ago. Okay? Sure. Yep. So they kind of wanted to clean up a little bit of this. Okay. You know, this obviously the Odell and the other guys who were told they were staying. Next, you know, they released, traded mm -hmm. like like Snacks was and all, whatever it was, right? Yep. Joe Shane and Brian Dable believe in trust. Okay. They believe in the players trusting them. And I think that's big. Now, I think Joe Sheen, and they were trying to tell Saquon, hey, this is what I meant by that. We're not looking to move you, dude. We're not right. looking to move you. At the same time, Jerry, I'm sure Joe was even honest with Saquon, which never got out. Hey, look, if there's some kind of ridiculous offer that comes in, we're always, we got to listen, Saquon. You understand that? Yes, of course, I understand that. You know what I mean? But they were trying to build up that, like, Saquon, don't listen. You know, it came out wrong. Joe Shane and Dable seem to me, Jerry, and I'm just getting to know them, right, that trust is so huge with them where there really was a, a, a lack of trust in the previous 
GM with right. a lot of guys. Okay, you know, and now they came in here. I think that was the point. I think Saquon, you know, he understands it's a business, but I think he appreciated that call. He said he did. And to Joe Shane, I look at him, Jerry, and I say he's a young guy, bro, and I think his word means a lot to him. Hopefully, I'm not wrong in this, Jerry. Down the line, but I look at him. <laughs> and I would look, Jerry. I never, you never heard me one time saying about Gettleman. Or, you know, I, I look at David and say this guy's all about honor and trust. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. I I think they want to build out this with the players, Jerry. With always the possibility of saying, look, it's a business too. They, you know, these guys know that too, Jerry. They know it's a business. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's the impression I get of Joe Shane. Uh, that his word means a lot to him, Jerry. And him and Dave are going to look plays in the eyes, and they're going to say, hey, listen, this is what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where, look, let's face it, Jerry. Either you agree with it or disagree with it. When Dave did that Odell trade after he told us, what do you think, we paid him to trade him? You know? Yeah. And then you trade him 10 minutes later. Dude, let's face it. It's It's only natural it's human beings you look at him and say well i'll never trust this guy again yeah whatever comes out of his mouth is bullshit yeah right yeah it hurts credibility so yeah. anyway i understand it's the business i'm not and trust me i know dave gettleman's not the only one to bullshit players and all that but to me it just seems like jerry this joe shane and brian dable their word means a lot to them uh that's what they're trying to express to these guys bro yeah. And again, guys, look, we could say this feels really good right now, but it's going to come down to, are they going to improve this year? Will there be more wins? This feels great right now. Everybody's happy. Everybody seems to be getting along. Chris said it's relaxed, but look, once September starts, you got to see improvement. We're not expecting playoffs, but we are expecting the road to the playoffs to kind of manifest itself this year. Like we're done with taking steps back and starting all over again. We want this to work. So, right. um, all right, dude. Uh, 38 minutes in, guys. We will get to your questions. Just going to take a break right now. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, buddy. Um, anything else before questions? Because I, I think I have, you know, everything I was going to ask you about, I kind of asked you on the air, if you will. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to make sure I didn't miss anything else that's so blatant. No, we'll get to it. If you, something pops in your head, just yeah, cool. rip, rip it out. Yeah, and we'll see. Um, we'll see if the it, it comes out in the questions as well. Right. Um, first, well, we'll say comment. John N. At good. By the way, guys, ninety-five responses. Holy cow! I sent that out this morning to send in your questions. So everyone is psyched for the draft, man. This is awesome. Uh, we'll start off with John N. At good news. Oh wait. Hey guys, at the beginning of the month, I told my wife, guess what? Guess what? Guess what's this month? She said, our one-year anniversary. I said, yeah, that too. But I was going to say the NFL draft. Good stuff, John. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> You're a buffoon. I'll show his wife wanted to hear that. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Kyle Johnson, would you be opposed to the Giants drafting a wide receiver at 36? I'll go first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kyle, that's, like a, that's a Jerry Reese move. Come on. Mm. What about you? Mm. Oh, okay. All right. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Right. I, w I think we should go another direction, but I would not get pissed off over it. Okay. I would not because, you know what, Jerry? Let's face it. Tony's like, oh, God. Well, what do we have here? 
Mm. That's Shep a really is, good point. I literally, I literally just said I was upset about Tony. Yeah, it's a really good point. You know what, dude? You gotta look at the depth chart. Look at yeah. what they have, right? Well, yeah. Tony's like, is he gonna get injured a lot? What's gonna be his story? Yeah. Shep is always injured. He's not coming back to September, October. Galladay's yeah. the man. Is he, you know, is he a true number one? I mean, you know, Galladay should be much better this year. We hope on the table. But you look at it, Jerry, and look, most stud wide receivers are taken in the second round. Yeah. Um, so would I be, would I be, a, would I, let's put it this way, Kyle, would I be pissed off? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I have to be honest with you. I wouldn't. So, so look at that. The Red Sox and Yankee fan agree. Oh, well, nice. Kyle's, a, Kyle's a closet Red Sox fan. He just, he just doesn't <laughs> want to admit it. And by the way, Kyle, your comparison of the biggest collapses is nothing compares to the 04 Yankees. Nice try, though, with one game in 78 or whatever the hell you're talking about. Nice try, Kyle. But I noticed you didn't answer me on Twitter after I uh, it responded to your 04 Yankees. Accept yeah, defeat. Ha- I'm glad you accepted defeat, my friend. Yeah, that has to be the biggest collapse in, in sports history. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Joey Z. Go back to Joey Z. I haven't gone to him in a while. With Shane already having the first four rounds scouted before he even got here, how much do you think he will lean on his own evaluation of the players compared to his scouts? That's a good question. Like I, like you said, when he comes in, he's going to say, all right, to the scouts, before he decides to make changes, <coughs> give me your top 100, top 500, whatever it is. Yeah. How much do you think goes into, you know what, you know, this guy's opinion is different than mine, but, you know, or is he... Yeah, I know it's a hard answer. Yeah, it's a hard yeah, question to answer. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how he's going to play. You know, I would imagine he's taking a lot. You know, and these guys have been doing it for like almost a year now. Yeah. Um, evaluating these guys, man. So, um, I would think he's going to take a, a lot. Joe. He he has the final say. Yeah. Um, but you know, they this is what they do every day, man. They sit down and they compare notes, man. And I think he's going to, you know, he's going to obviously, you know, take a lot into what they're saying, Joe. Because if not, then what the hell are you having there for? Right. Right. He's looked at all these film Shane. I, I know these guys have been on it for way longer than him. But hey, if he if he has no trust in what these guys are scouting for him, right. You know, what the hell are you having there for? Everybody get the hell out. I'll do my own scouting and uh, you know, which in my opinion should be doing anyway with these freaking drafts, but you know, but <laughs> that's great. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, no, he leans on them. He's gonna take a lot of what they have to say. And Dable too, and Dable and his coaching staff. Yeah. You know. Versatility, Jerry. Defensive players, uh, Shane made a point of saying that the other day. Wink loves versatility, man. You know, mm. so he's going to be fun to watch too. Going to be an exciting year. Going to be an exciting year from a coaching standpoint. I hope. I yeah. think, and I hope. Yeah. Offensively and defensively. Yeah. yeah. Um, going to be more exotic schemes than what we've seen. Uh, blitz, pl- blitz, blitz, and more blitz, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Defensive guys already were talking about the other day. Oh my well, God, blitz packages well, up the you know what. Well, then Sauce Gardner and or Stingley better be better be in play at seven. If that's hey, Jerry, it's a small sample size, and it's you know it's just a seven on seven, and it's and it's a voluntary practice, Jerry. But yeah. I saw it the other day, dude. Really? All you saw was press coverage. That's all you saw. And seven on sevens, all you saw was press. It was yeah. you know you could just tell what Wink's you know that, that's Wink style. And, and a lot of Aaron Robinson on the outside, right? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Robinson was on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nice. I like right. him, dude. Yeah, no, we too. I like him. Yep. And Jerry yep. Williams playing a little safety too, man. So you like him? That's your. That's I your like boy. him too, bro. Yep. All right. Uh, Plainview eight 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 scenario. Kayvon is gone by five. Mm. Trayvon Walker and Sauce Gardner are there. Let's say for this scenario, Neil and Aquanu are still on the board. 
Who do you take at five between those two? Who would you or would you take someone else entirely? Yeah, we, we okay. So we, we talked about that. We, we're still going to go tackle at five. We I think Chris and I both say Icky. I'm not going to be pissed off at Neil by any stretch. Uh, and then I mean, it's really I don't care whether they go edge rusher or corner at seven. I really don't. I, I guess if gun to my head, I'd, I'd say edge rusher. But I'm not going to be upset with with Gardner or Stingley at seven. Yep. Um, Stingley. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Old school Giants. Jerry, you're going to be like, if they draft Stingley at seven. Yeah. You're going to be like, Chris, oh, man. No, no, no. They didn't draft Sauce. No, not at oh, all. What? He's the best corner in his draft. I know. You're going to be like, Chris, are you surprised? I'm going to be like, no. I'm gonna, listen to me. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to go Foley, get back to me in September. No. <laughs> you'll hear from me if, here's when, you'll hear from me if Neil and Icky are there. And they take cross at five. I'll just send you one text like, damn, or what the hell, or something about, like that. Jerry, how about, relax, how, let it play out. How about Jerry? They go with one of those big tackles, Neil Ickley at five, and then they draft my boy Kyle at seven. You're going to be happy with that? You'll be all right yeah, with that? Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine with that. There you go. Yeah. Once they go. add the tackle, they have, once Shane <laughs> adds the tackle, he's got carte blanche at seven, buddy. I'm, he can almost do anything at seven. I'm okay with it. Just add the tackle, please. Uh, scenarios, old school giants. What do you think the chances are the following happening on draft night? We select cross with Neil or Aquano on the board. You know what, dude? I'm not even going to discuss well, that. We just talked about that. Yeah. And we discussed Stingley over sauce. I can't ah, believe Stingley. I just got to this question. Stingley it's amazing. Sauce. This is a smart guy. Who's that? Who said that? Who asked that? John? Old school giants. There you go. Old school giants. You Good know. follower of ours. You probably saw Stingley's grandfather says, you know what? Take that Stingley kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Calvin T is a good one because we got. I got to ask the question: If you had the chance to go back in time, knowing what you know now, would you draft Kadarius Tony? I'll give you the answer first. I'll make it easy. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. No. Right. Okay. That's not a knock on Kadarius's talent. Just that you know, I would have went with that tackle. Right. And even though. And then even though. If we got the seven down to 20. Yeah, I still would have went somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, because then it gives us more. Op- we already have the tackle, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? If you're guaranteed Rashawn Slater, yeah. we still have the five because we stunk. All right. Oh, I, I owe easy peasy a question. He asked me last week. It was good. So I'll ask it this week. Teams all say they draft the best player on their board, but somehow they also <laughs> seem to draft positions of need. Yeah. Do teams factor in position when ranking players, or are they all just lying? about that best player stuff. <laughs> I think they've, a lot of them go with the needs, man. You know? Yeah. And he just happens to be the next best player on their board. Yeah, I, I, I truly think that if, if the disparity is not big between two players, I think they would go need over... If, if they're ranked very close. Right, right. They're going to go... They're going to go, go with the need, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they may have Stingley and... And Edge Rusher ranked higher than Neil, say. But if Neil's there and they don't take him, I come on. You know, Neil's ranked high. So um, Carson's Gatorade Dunk, good name. What is one position of need that you both would be okay passing on in this draft? We have so many needs, but I'm okay passing tight end to load up on both sides of the trenches. You guys are the best. Thanks, man. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linebacker. I know we need linebackers. Yeah. But we need other things more. But we still need linebackers. Yeah, we need yeah. another middle, um, you know, one of the one of the middle guys in the in the three four Crowder or behind Crowder and, and and Blake Martinez. But 
you know, if we pass there, I'm okay with it. I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Nieves. How about safety, Jerry? That's a good one, too. So ask me that, right? Would I rather pass on <laughs> linebacker or safety? Damn it, Chris. What would you rather pass, linebacker or safety? Oh, wow, that's tough because I like – I don't know if you know this, Chris, but I'm a big Julian Love fan. Um, <laughs> a lot of love for love. If it's Love and McKinney, I'm okay with I, – I'm okay with passing on safety. Okay. But I, I got to see what Jaron Williams can do, right? Like, it's razor thin back there. It is. Very I mean, it's thin at linebacker, too, but I don't know. Come on, you got my boy Tay coming back. I love Tay. I know, I like Tay, I too. I know he's not quality number one, but I love what do you have, No, me, too. <laughs> no, Chris, I'm more, I know, I'm, I know. I'm more concerned you, behind them. You got to look to upgrade that, too. But I love Tay. I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be – too upset if it was Tay and Blake next year. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. I'm more concerned behind them. If Blake goes down yeah. again or Tay goes down, then it's yeah, all right, yeah. Jalen Smith, um, <laughs> TJ yeah. Brunson. Like, holy cow. Yeah. Or maybe are we gonna play Carter Coughlin ever? Are we gonna put him back on the outside yeah. after saying that no, yeah. no, no, he's gonna play in the in the middle. Well, okay, great. And never see him. I never That's another got, guy. I never quite got that one either. But yeah. He had what? Like he had three sacks his rookie year as a <laughs> what a yeah. sixth round pick. Be interesting to see what Wink does with him. Getting aggravated now. Hmm. All right. Oscar Nieves, you had a week to get your all-time draft together. Kidding. After listening to the pod last week, I realized that was a long-ass question. Oh, excited for next week? Can't wait to hear your guys' reactions. Yes. Hashtag let's go Giants. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah, Oscar, like we said, we're going we're gonna to drop one again Friday to do the first round and then probably Sunday to cover the rest. So we're going to do two podcasts next week, Friday and probably Sunday morning around there, something like that. Uh, Chode Man at Chode Man 23. Jerry, who was your walk across the bridge in the rain pick at five or seven? Or do you even have one? Thanks for the pod, guys. This is the most authentic Giants content available. Well, we appreciate that, man. And Brian Porras, who's a huge Daniel Jones guy who has called in before, uh, asked kind of the same question. Guys, I don't think I have one. I, again, I'm not going to be psyched about taking Cross at five if Neil and Aquano are there. I don't think this... I don't think this group of guys, Shane and Dable and everybody, are dumb enough to make that kind of a pick with all the talent available. I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's possible. I guess my walk across the bridge one, I'm taking a quarterback. I'd be like, oh, okay, that was a waste. <laughs> I'll take right? a running back. <laughs> well, maybe that too. And with the fifth pick in the draft, <laughs> Giants draft Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad, I guess. I, guess there are, I just don't think we're stupid enough to do it. I think these guys are too no, smart. I have I have more confidence in him. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll do a few more. Eddie Lee. Hey guys, do you think Shane has a leash long enough to start thinking a few years down the line? Yes. I'm trying to imagine a scenario when we have a quarterback signed till 2026, and we're in position to get Arch Manning. Lots can change between now and then, but we all can dream. What a great question! Bringing up Arch Manning. <laughs> Arch Manning. Oh, that's great. Yes, I do think Shane has a long leash. I think the Giants are praying he's here for the next 20 years, for God's yeah. sake. I don't want to make more changes, That's a good man. sign if Shane's still here when Manning's, uh, Manning's nephew is coming out. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, Arch Manning. The Arch Manning watches yeah. on. <laughs> I refuse to play for the other 31 teams. <laughs> I love the way the Giants treated my uncle. Don't draft me. Uh, I'm only going to the Giants. That'd be great. All right, Chuck Lustig. 
Would not the Giants be better off trading? Oh, here we go. Here's the talk already. This is what happens when you don't show up. Would not the Giants be, I love the way you word that, would not the Giants be better off trading slash cutting Tony now rather than him becoming a distraction during a season that is so vital for the team and its new management? Chuck, I completely understand where you're coming from. Let's wait to see the mandatory camps and camp and all that before we make that decision. Cutting him would be dumb. You would trade him, not cutting him. You have to get something for that. What could be disaster, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we Sorry. have no idea even remotely close to that point. No, but let Kadarius get in, and then you know. Let's, let's but I love that. the Giant fans go right there. It's like he didn't show up. What's his trade value? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, Chris. Yes. Agent X is asking. Yes. He asked a bunch of questions. I think this is his best one. Would you be okay if the Giants waited until the undrafted free agents to take a tight end? No. Right. No. I agree. I think there's enough guys in these middle rounds you could get a pretty decent tight end. Yeah. I still say they're going to draft two. Hmm. I, I don't know. You know what? Bringing in yesterday's move was kind of a decent move. Jordan yeah. Atkins. He's, he's not a bad tight end. Um, I think they're going to look at one now, Jerry, um, with that Atkins sign. I mean, you could be right, but I'm going to stick no, with No, maybe. I'm yeah. going to stick with my one right now. But, hmm, that would be interesting. Yeah. All right, Chris, so we get our tackle. Chad Eldred asks, you have to choose between, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll just read it because maybe people don't know. You have to choose between Sauce and Thibodeau. Who are you taking, Chris? Uh, Thib uh, Thibodeau. Same, I agree. Uh, let's see, we'll do a couple more and then that's it. <laughs> oh, Chris, here's a go. Michael Forelli, sauce or gravy? <laughs> sauce. We have gravy right? on roast. Gravy's roast beef. Thank you. Because a lot of people from your area will say gravy, and I never got that. What? Like yeah. the Brooklyn, Staten Island yeah, folk. Yeah, yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, yeah. They do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they it do. is sauce. Yeah, it's sauce. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people say, no, 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 that's brown gravy for <laughs> yeah. roast beef <laughs> and right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've heard, listen, I've heard both ends, gravy and sauce. I'm glad you, uh, you kind of settled it. Uh, all right, two more. A lot of what's your worst case scenario, what's going on with KT. Um, all right, Lisa, your girl Lisa, speaking of gravy and sauce, hmm. I, bet you, I bet you Lisa says gravy. Lisa, respond to that on a tweet, please, because I'm betting you say gravy. Hey, guys, I know how excited you are about Thursday. I'm with you. And I'm ready for a party. What's your favorite draft party food? Mine is homemade pizza. I'd mm. like to try some of that, Lisa. Homemade pizza, huh, Lisa? Makes nice. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite food in general is just pizza. So whether it's you know a draft party or Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'd rather just have pizza than anything. So I'll go with you, Lisa, on that one. Absolutely. All right, one more, Chris. I know we both said Equanu at five is probably going to happen or that was our that was our prediction um in the insider right but from barakali i think i'm saying that right or barakali if either one are there if neil or aquano are there are you still taking aquano at five mm. uh, neil's a little more athletic i would probably go with neil right right i mean i love aquano like i said um neil's just a bit more athletic and i, I, I would probably go with neil yes I, I still have Neil rated 
very slightly higher than Icky. How are you laughing at? I see you smile over there. Brendan Walsh asks, do you in fact stay golden, Pony Boy? I mean, some of these questions are awesome. Ryan Hawkins asked, do you think we should draft Pickett or Willis at five? I mean, come on. <laughs> these guys are awesome. Oh, you know what? One more. Texas wine lover. Jerry, you're going to the draft, and will it be raining for your bridge walk home? Nah, man. Couldn't get to Vegas this year. Um, I plan on going back next year, though, wherever it is. So did not make it. Um, so... There we go. Uh, Jerry, we might have to make that trip next year. I think it's in Kansas City, isn't it? Ribs. Oh, boy. We could be picking out for a couple of nights. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, dude, don't tempt me with some good barbecue. <laughs> I'm in, best, dude. I heard it's the best barbecue ribs in the world out there in Kansas City. Yes. Now, I know buffoons around the, the country now will say, no, 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 Texas or yeah, Oklahoma I'm or whatever. But that, yeah. I'm here in Kansas City as well. So. Yep um was in was in around st louis and outside of there it was phenomenal mm. so um let's see should i ask a couple more these are good questions man you guys are great today i want to thank all of you 90 one of the most we've ever had uh, you know what germany there you go you're adonis adonis nyg i feel like mo from the simpsons like i know that some of these questions some of these names probably mean like you know amanda hug and kiss or whatever but i'm just reading him like a buffoon i you know i, I don't know anyway greetings from germany let's say linderbaum and dean fall into the second round oh that's a great question who would you take their hashtag buffoon crew hashtag <laughs> what linderbaum baby oh uh, linderbaum over dean oh man there's your offensive line right i'm there. in yeah no i'm in that's like a jet type scenario when they drafted the Brickashaw in Mangold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine getting that tackle of five and Linda Bomb drops to 36. Oh, dude, I couldn't agree more. There's your line, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There's your I love line. I love Linda Bomb if they trade in the teens. I, I would love him. I don't like him at seven. But your, I mean, if that happens, you know, um, there's your poof, God, there's your offensive line, right? Holy yeah. crap. <clears throat> All right. One more because it's really a good question. Sorry. RJ Mills 12. Definitely not a cop. Top four picks that happen are Aiden Hutchinson, hmm. Neil, Icky, Thibodeau. Who are you taking at G as a GM at five and seven? Now you can't predict seven, but who are you taking at five, Chris? Uh, Thibodeau's gone. Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and your two top tackles are gone. Gone. Uh, who are you taking at five? Javon Walker. Nice, nice. And then you're taking Cross at seven, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Oh, sorry. I got to read this. Guys, great job today, by the way. Silver Fox 409. Chris, were you able to steal Shane's draft board? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's, uh, that draft board is guarded like, oh, my God. Yeah. You can't get anything near that draft board this time of year, man. Nice. Good stuff, dude. Anything else? <coughs> no. Everybody enjoyed the draft? Yeah, guys. Six days, baby. Oh, my God. And, Next uh, week, this time we'll be waiting for the second and third round. Let's lay, yeah, right. Let's lay the foundation down, right? Yep. Let's lay the foundation down, Mr. Shane. And uh, let's see, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what surprises, trades, always some wild stuff happens draft night. So, yep. Um, we'll see. We'll, All right, dude. We'll, we'll see. It should be really good. Good stuff, man. All right, guys. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, which we will print a week after the draft. 
Go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, six days till the first round, baby. Sundays are giant days. Take care. Yeah, enjoy the draft, everybody. Take care.